This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off. It is our three of the daily tip for BetQL, presented by our good friends at BetMGM. Get me a robe. Guys, what else do I have to do? I've been begging for three years. I want that soft robe. I'm working from home today, like you always do, Chelsea. How nice would it have been to just wake up, slip on a robe, and start the show? By God, I'm going to make it happen. Coming up in the next hour, how about some golf? Our friend Cam Rogers will join us. You know him as a national TV host on Stadium. And we will talk about the Pebble Beach Pro-Am at 8.20 back to football as we bring in our friend Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City to talk about Chiefs, 49ers, and then best bets coming your way at 8.40. Before we get to Cam, do you have these places in Nashville where you can play golf or like miniature golf and drink while you do it. We have these places in DC. There's a few of them like called swingers. So you can go in and which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool concept. And I've done it a couple times, but have you done that? Because I know you and Jake like to play golf or you're on a golf course. Maybe you just go out there and you start swinging away. Well, it's really cold here now. We do have a uh-huh. golf simulator bar, but it is oh. crazy expensive. I think it's like $80 an hour. Maybe it's like 60, but it's like really, really expensive. So it's not something that you can do like on a weekly basis unless you have like a ton of money or unless you want to spend a bunch of money. So I do like it. We don't have any putt-putt places though. Um, Okay. I'm trying to think. Because I know when we lived in Florida, there were definitely a ton, Mm -hmm. but they were more about like, being tourist traps as opposed to like actually being about golf because i will say they did open a new tiger woods place in fort myers that's pretty nice i forget the name of it but it's like really cool it's like a bar they have uh i think it's 18 holes of putt-putt which are actually pretty challenging they've got a playground it's a nice spot but unfortunately it did not open until we moved away Mm, i'm sorry that's that's when i do my best work Two drinks in. When I get to two, oh, man, I'm really good for like two or three holes. And then that third drink comes, and guess what? I always miss the clown's mouth. I don't think they have that anymore. I don't know. I think that's old school. But regardless, that's kind of how I think it works for a lot of people. Let's find out what's going to work this weekend as far as placing our bets at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And for that, we bring in Cam Rogers. It's been a while. National TV host on Stadium, also host of Lock It In on the Believe Network. 
Cam, good morning to you. Great to see your face as per usual. So I'll ask you an annoying question that I always ask Chelsea when it comes to her favorite sports, which is just how excited are you that now we finally back and getting to bet on golf and seeing golf events on a regular basis. It is a beautiful thing and great to be with you guys as always. We are hitting that transition period, at least for me in my career. Like I am heavy football through the fall and then I'm making that bridge, if you will, that walk mm -hmm. across the bridge, across the Anacostia River, if you will, a DC reference there to get into golf <laughs> mode here. And guys, I'll be honest with you, just from a macro perspective, we are kind of in a very murky, cloudy situation with the future of golf as far as this PIF PGA Tour merger is concerned, the future of Live, the future of the PGA Tour as it's now a for-profit entity. So a lot to figure out, but as far as the play on the golf course, it's been fun so far this year. All right, so speaking of fun, the Pebble Beach is a pro-am, which is a little different, you know, than some of these other tournaments. How is this format different, and how does it affect the way you bet on it? Well, it is different, especially this year, Chelsea, because now it is a signature event on the PGA Tour schedule, meaning that you have just a field of 80 golfers, top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings from a year ago, and then the top 30 in the official World Golf Rankings, along with some sponsors' exemptions. So this signature event thing was to, of course, be competition to live and attract more viewership to the PGA Tour telecast. So no cut event. So as far as the outright market is concerned, I think you can get a little bit more aggressive because you know you're guaranteed four rounds of competition. You've got the amateur play on Thursday and Friday, but no amateur play anymore, guys, on Saturday, Sunday. So you're not going to see Chris Berman out there or Bill Murray throwing hats into the crowd <laughs> on Saturday, Sunday. So some changes there. But from a handicapping perspective, this golf course is – I would say a second shot course. The weather is going to be brutal this weekend. Classic Pebble Beach yeah. weather, talking about rain, 50 degrees, wind, et cetera. So it could be a scramble fest. Cam, so this is one of the signature events in the PGA Tour, the second one this season. But I always love getting sort of the, the macro perspective and, and Pebble Beach. You talk about the weather, and this is classic Pebble Beach, but when you hear Pebble Beach, I mean, immediately you think about one of the great courses anywhere in the world. What is it in particular in your mind that makes Pebble Beach what it is and, and why it has the reputation that it does? Yeah, well, first of all, it is a public course, so it's not like watching the Masters and just yeah. wishing that one day maybe you could play Augusta National, but in the back of your mind, you know you won't be unless you know, you're know you a president or something. So you can play Pebble Beach whenever you want. It's going to be $400, but you can certainly do it at 5 p.m. in the afternoon. You know what I mean? So there's something to that. Plus, it's paradise. I mean, the views are absolutely immaculate. Even in the cloudiness and the rain, it's still a nice little escape for us out here in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic when it's right now, Jenks in DC, 28 degrees, you know, so you yeah. can kind of escape when you watch the telecast. And of course, the major championships, those moments, Tiger Woods having a fantastic US Open, of course, in the early 2000s, Gary Woodland getting it done here, Graham McDowell. So, you know, a lot of history in the major championship sector as well. So just a really great overall event and great timing for it here in February. All right, so let's get to some picks, shall we? 
who are the horses for the course here? Whose game lines up really well with this style of course and maybe with also their recent play? Yeah, how about this guy? Out of nowhere, by the way, Adam Hadwin has a combination of really good course history and good recent form. So that's two converging trends that you really want to see here. And I've got him for a top West uh, rest of world player here this week at 14 to one over at BetMGM, coming off a T6 at the American Express finishes of T16 or better in his last six starts. The putting has been elite. And how about this? He's the second best approach player at Pebble with a minimum of 12 rounds. You would not expect Adam Hadwin to be that guy, hmm. but he is. So he's a horse for course for me this week. Top rest of world player at 14 to one. Cam, when you're handicapping this and you mentioned the weather. So who are some of the players based on that handicap, based on the conditions that you liked maybe for a top 10 finish or someone to look out for because they're going to be able to keep it tee to green in the fairway and not make mistakes because mm -hmm. Pebble Beach will punish you, particularly when the weather is bad. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the driver is mitigated here this week just because you mm -hmm. are basically forced to lay up in a lot of these spots whether it is man-made obstructions or nature just being in the way. So this feels like a speefy kind of week. Jordan Spieth, mm. top 10, plus 160, right? Second in the field in strokes gained approach and strokes gained around the green. So great combination there. Three top 10s in his last four starts here at Pebble Beach. Third place at the Century Tournament of Champions as well. Something tells me it's going to be a grinded out, messy affair. So Spieth, top 10. I like Matt Fitzpatrick for a top 20, plus 115. You want to think about difficult conditions. Matt Fitzpatrick thrives in those. He's not a long hitter. T6 two years ago here. T12 at the U.S. Open here back in 2019. So I think he is a solid bet at plus money for a top 20 here this week. Okay, so maybe this is a stupid question, but how do the pairings with an amateur player affect somebody's game, or do they? Because that's the one aspect of this tournament yeah. that's a little different. Yeah, you know, it's hard to handicap because it's kind of a narrative, and you pretty much have to <laughs> send an anonymous survey to every player in the field, and they have to answer truthfully. Listen, there is a combination of players out there who may just not be all that friendly, right? I mean, Rory Sabatini, <laughs> random na name there, but, you know, I don't think he's even playing in the field this week, but he was never a guy who enjoyed these sort of conditions. You know, Rory McIlroy sometimes doesn't thrive in those sort of amateur conditions. So, you know, it's hard to necessarily say. I will tell you there are those that don't like it. There are those that feed off the energy. Maybe somebody like a Max Homa, I feel like, would really thrive in these sort of conditions. Of course, he's going to be playing here this week, and I do like him for a top 10, too. So, you know, hard to necessarily say who and which, but they're out there as far as both ends of the spectrum. We're talking with Cam Rogers. He is a national TV host on Stadium, also host of Lock It In on the Believe Network. I was listening to our PJ Glasser yesterday, and he really likes the value on Tommy Fleetwood and talking about how, you know, he may not be the most dynamic player, but based on his iron play and the conditions that he likes him for maybe a top 20 finish, I think is plus 105. Are you a guy who believes in Tommy Fleetwood at all, or is there someone else that you have an eye on? 
My guy, PJ, he's on the right track right there. I do like Tommy yeah. Fleetwood here this week. Not necessarily as a win. That guy doesn't win at all on the PGA Tour, but for a top 20 at some minor plus money there, I do like that. I like this guy, too, for a top 20 plus 160. Mr. Bo Hostler has three top 10s in his last six starts, including a T6 last week at Torrey Pines, which, by the way, I would not think is a Bo Hostler course, Pebble Beach certainly is shorter premium on putting and short game, especially this week in the conditions T11 and a third in the last three years here for Hostler at Pebble Beach. Again, seems like a great fit. Plus 160. You could do worse than that. Okay. Wanted to ask you, you know, the fun questions. Keegan Bradley is paired with Tom Brady. Do you think this elevates his game playing with one of the greatest of all time at a sport you know you would have to think that keegan bradley is going to be fanboying hard so he needs to get that out of the way like on hole one and two and then actually focus on winning the tournament you know what i mean it's almost like if i were to play with ryan seacrest or god rest his soul regis philbin like i love that man growing up who wants to be a millionaire i would be nervous as all get out so I would have to get the whole fanboying thing out of the way in hole one and two and then focus on competition. So I think it could go either way, Chelsea. It's a very interesting mm -hmm. dynamic that we have. I will say, though, that Tom Brady, I don't think is going to be necessarily chatty because he's so competitive, even in an atmosphere mm. like this. I could see him really having tunnel vision. So we shall see. He is Cam Rogers, national TV host on Stadium, host of Lock It In on the Believe Network, and he's a great follow as well on Twitter at Cam Rogers Live. Yeah, before we let you go, just outright winner, just a guy you're like, you know what, this is the guy just for the hell of it. How about this, guys? Three straight 100 to one or longer winners on the PGA Tour. That has not happened in the last four years. So it's been a season of long shots. But with that said, Jason Day, 42-1 over at BetMGM. Great buy low spot after the miscut at the Torrey Pines event last week and then eight straight years of top 22 finishes at pebble i mean this guy loves this Ooh. course he's going to thrive in these conditions the short game the putting it's all there give me jason day love it cam thanks so much and good to see you again take care guys man if i play with tom brady i'd do whatever he wanted i i'd say tom what i'm right here on the, i'm right here on the uh on the fringe what do you think i mean just use like a, a wedge I don't know. What, what do you think I should use? I mean, I just smile at him. Get kind of, I mean, I'll, I'll use a driver if you want me to. Just kind of get creative. I mean, what do you think? That'd be tough. <laughs> I'd be staring at him the entire time. <laughs> there are certain guys that do pretty well in this environment, though, because I was watching the Golf Channel, as we always do, and they had Larry Fitzgerald on there. Apparently, he's won this before. He is, I believe, paired with Adam Hadwin in this one. So maybe a pairing to watch you know, because we were talking about Adam Hadwin. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald and Adam Hadwin. Uh, he's one of several football players that's going to be in the field. Josh Allen's going to be there. Steve Young is. Do you think there is a, a connection between quarterbacks and golf? Like, there's got to be some, like, mm. you know, they're trying to hit a target, like, when they're throwing it. And also, yeah. when you're golfing, you are looking for a target. Do you think those abilities are, like, closely tied? I think so in that in that you're in control of the ball, right? Now, one is a swing, mm -hmm. one is obviously a throw or a handoff, but you 
for all intents and purposes, are going to control what's going to happen with the ball, be it a be it as a quarterback or be it as a player off the tee, whatever it is. So I think there is some sort of similarity there in that it is up to you, just like golf is an individual sport, but that's why quarterback is the most important position in football. The most difficult position on the planet is because you control how everything goes. You are the starting point just as in golf. So I feel like there are some similarities there. Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but I think you're right. Coming up in five minutes here on the show. Well, the grass has always been greener for Kansas City fans in the NFL playoffs. So what is the pulse of the Chiefs as they look to repeat as champions? Find out when we talk with Alex Gold next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Hour three, rolling on. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you along with us. The Chiefs are trying to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in 19 years. Coming up, we will chat with Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City and get his take as we gear up for the big game, as they call it at the sports books. They can't use Super Bowl. It's the big game. Chelsea, we were discussing this in the break before we get to Alex. What is the most disturbing, or maybe disturbing is the right word, or surprising ad that you've gotten on your phone, computer, TV, just because the man was listening? This is the this is why I will not send my DNA to like 23andMe or whatever. It's the one thing I won't give up. They probably have it anyway. But I feel like all these corporations have everything but you're not getting my DNA by God. It's the one thing I'm holding on to. So when is the last time you saw an ad and you're like, you got to be kidding me. I feel like I say this a lot, but I will give AI some credit because Mm -hmm. I will scroll my feed and most of the ads that are targeted for me, I'm like, well, I'm interested. Nice job, AI. So like, you know, like batting in baseball, they're not going to bat a thousand. But I say, you know, they're giving me a lot of ads that I do want. I do think when you are buying something that you only need one of, like for a while I was in the market for a new couch. But after I uh, bought one couch, I don't need another one. So even like months after I have bought my couch, it's still showing me ads for couches. And it's like, listen, I already bought the couch. This is not something that I'm going to buy a lot of. Like this is a big ticket item. Like, well, how about more couches? I don't have any room in my house left. So go away, AI. This is a big swing and a miss. Let me tell you, this happens to the lovely Catherine all the time. Yesterday, she puts her phone in my face. She goes, look what I just ordered. I got influenced again. If I hear I got influenced again one more time, she's like, I just got a crochet kit. I'm going to crochet something. I'm like, you're going to crochet something? You're crocheting now? Oh. Oh, my God. And it's some sort of like puffy fish or something. She's like, look. A heart, too. I'm like, you're going to crochet a heart. She's like, yes, I am. I'm like, all right, honey. Man, 
Those are the people every week. It's like a new influence. Not me. I'm holding strong. I, you know what I want to do? I want to put the phone aside. I want to listen to the radio and I want to bring in Alex Gold, our good friend. He is the host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Also host of What's at Stake on the Chiefs Radio Network. Alex, good morning to you. Are you someone, before we get into football, do you get influenced at all? Have you ever looked at your phone and thought, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I, I got to have this. Well, so the whole algorithm has been screwed up this year because I know way more about Taylor Swift than I ever thought I would being in Kansas City with all the Travis Kelsey stuff. So whether it's like random, whether it's random Taylor Swift merchandise or concert tickets, all that kind of stuff comes up all the time now. (laughs) Okay, so here's my question, and I've been dealing with some of this as well. How much are you expected to know about Taylor Swift? Because here's the problem. (laughs) She is so popular that... People assume because I am in her demographic, they're like, oh, well, you know, they throw out all these references. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Have you had to do research on Taylor Swift simply because you cover the Chiefs? So I I still don't know many of the song names or anything like that. Uh, You know, my (laughs) co-host has kids. And so he's he's a little more versed on that than I am. Um, And for me, it's been more the concert schedule, like way before mm-hmm. CNN was talking about her trip back from Tokyo to get to the Super Bowl in time, we already had looked it up. So it's more the, the concert schedule and throughout the season, is she going to be at this Chiefs game? Can she make it work with her schedule? That's uh, that's the stuff I never thought I'd be diving into, but here we are. Alex, so before we move forward, I want to move back just a little bit and talk about the Ravens game. And it was such an impressive performance by the Chiefs, particularly that Chiefs defense, which was just unbelievable in that game. But I'm fascinated that the Ravens got away from the run game. And so there's sort of two schools of thought here. The Chiefs won it. They look like the better team. I believe they are the better team. But how much were they helped out by the Ravens seeming to get away from what made them good in the first place? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, that was shocking, right? To see a game plan that involved six carries for the running backs. I'm not so sure... Uh, how you get away from that so quickly. I think there was a little bit of panic, you know? So yes, that favored the Chiefs, them only running at six times with the running backs. Absolutely. I think we all were stunned. But you know, if you look at the opening kickoff in that opening three and out series for the Ravens, from that point on, I mean, the Chiefs punched them in the mouth. We talk about physicality and the Chiefs in the past have been criticized for not really being a physical team. And that certainly was not the case against Baltimore. I think that stunned the Ravens more than anything else. Nobody's done that to them uh, controlling the line of scrimmage. Everybody thought it was going to be the Ravens, 
you know, all last week in terms of being able to dominate the line of scrimmage offensively, defensively, it was complete reverse, right? The, the Chiefs didn't have their starting left guard at all pro in Joe Tooney, and it didn't matter. Nick Allegretti, the backup left guard, came in, and they were having plenty of success running the ball. And so I think no doubt the game plan and going away from it from Baltimore favored Kansas City, but I, I do think it was this defense – uh, and the way they started the game that immediately kind of caused Lamar to be a little flustered, to say the least, and some bad mistakes happened later on. It was the dream start, the ideal start for Kansas City. And I think the same formula probably applies a little bit to uh, the Super Bowl, which is if Kansas City gets out in front of you with the way this defense is playing and the way Mahomes protects the ball in the postseason, uh, I think you're in big trouble. Okay, we'll call this sharp or square. I'm talking about Travis Kelsey. I'm looking at his props, and he has been an absolute lock in the postseason. He looks like his old self, and he has done it in grand fashion, uh, going well over 100 receiving yards. The touchdowns have been there as well. So I'm looking at his receiving prop right now, and it's already jumped all the way up to 69 and a half for yards. You can get him at even money, I still believe, in some shops uh, for an anytime touchdown. Is this sharp or square? Yeah, so look, I, I I think this is definitely a, a still a sharp play at this point. Um, you know, you and I have talked about Kelsey. I think every time, you know, every time I come on this show, Chelsea, you notice, Michael, she always asks me about Travis yep. Kelsey. Every, every single time we always <laughs> well, get a who's question been, about Who's been the receiver? Or who's been no, the you're guy right. catching no, the passes? I, I'm giving Kelsey. you a hard time. He, he's been sensational in this postseason. And, and back in week 18, when he did not play, I truly think that's going to be the week that everybody looks back at is that was the key for his success overall. He needed that time off. It was a rough season, a frustrating season. Remember, back in week one, he didn't even play against the Lions because of a knee injury. And I think that did impact his entire season. And so the way he is playing currently – postseason Travis Kelsey, and there's not been a better quarterback-receiver duo the way things are pacing here pretty soon uh, in, in football history. He's getting close to a lot of Jerry Rice numbers. He just passed Jerry Rice, as we know, this past week in a few elements as well. And so I, I believe when it comes to the postseason, whether it's 69.5 or 75, if it gets up to 72 before kickoff or whatever, I think you're fine playing the over here for Kelsey because that's how much he's going to get targeted. And, and I think now he looks like his – his old self, not a old football player. You know, even just watching him walk towards the sideline, mm -hmm. he just looks different. There were times in the season where he just looked old as he was walking off the field. Not the case anymore. And then now, Chelsea, he gets two weeks. He gets two more weeks off. So I, I love it. I, I still think you're safe here uh, with Travis Kelsey. Alex, when, when you talk about this Chiefs team and how they've been able to raise the level of their play during the playoffs. And I have to admit, I, I did not anticipate them getting to the Super Bowl because of what we saw towards the end of the regular season, but they have, they've looked like the chiefs of old. How much do you attribute that to having been there before? Because when you talked about the Ravens, I, I think you're absolutely right. Part of it was game plan, but that had to do with panic. They panicked in the moment where with the Chiefs, they were loose. They were messing around before the game. They seemed completely calm and aware in the moment. And I feel like that has helped them maybe more than anything. Yeah, that's where I think three individuals in particular uh, come to mind that, that really stabilize this team. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the success that he's already had in his career in the postseason, where he, he does take it up a notch and also protects the mm -hmm. football way more. I mean, you, you take a look at the mistakes he made in the regular season. They just don't happen in the postseason. And, and that I think there's an adjustment there, a sense of calm that he presents for the huddle. Travis Kelsey, as we just talked about, has, has obviously been in these situations plenty. And then Andy Reid. 
I mean, the guy has been in, what is yeah. it now? Uh, 12 conference title games or something crazy like that, 10 conference title games. And obviously here we go with another Super Bowl. So I think those three individuals, there's a trickle down effect of calm uh, that they present that, that goes across the entire team. And when you're like that and you're not panicking, even if you get down, um, that, that is just a situation you can't replicate if you're a team you know, like Baltimore, Lamar Jackson playing in your first AFC title game. And so I know sometimes it's tough to balance the, all right, does, how much does the experience matter? How much does it just matter? Hey, if you're just flat out better. And in this case, I think it has mattered going on the road. If you told me that, you know, all the talk about Patrick Mahomes having to go on the road for the postseason for the first time, it was a team that maybe hadn't been in the postseason period before. I think that was a much bigger deal. I, I think the whole road stuff was a fun storyline but it was made out to be way more than what it was. It wasn't like anybody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to turn into a, you know, a pumpkin mm-hmm. once he went on the road. And if anything, he played some of his best football. Right. He's played in a Super Bowl before. He's played at neutral venues before. So, yeah, it feels like a narrative that maybe shouldn't have been a narrative to start with. Okay, so the narrative going into this game, at least for betters, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog. Those are some pretty good numbers. So tell me, what is the sabotage factor for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Because I'm sure there are so many people right now that are all over the Chiefs. Yeah, the, th- the script is flipped, you know, from where the last three weeks have been, where everybody was on, you know, their opponents. You know, we saw some books mm-hmm. have the Ravens go all the way up to five-point uh, favorites because they couldn't get enough action on Kansas City. And I, I think people have obviously woken up to, to seeing what the Chiefs have been able to do. And, and in Kansas City, I know people love the fact that, once again, they are underdogs, even if some of the money is coming in on on Kansas City. I, you know, last week, we talked look-ahead lines for the Super Bowl. And at that point in time, the Chiefs were three-point dogs to San Francisco. And here we are, and we know it's down to two at most books after, for a brief period of time, opening at three. And I, I was wondering, would books give you an opportunity to get the key number of three again on the Chiefs? And The answer really is no, and so I think that adjustment makes sense. But I I can't believe, once again, it's it's the Chiefs as an underdog uh, based off of how he has performed. And as far as what what can go wrong for Kansas City, I think it it still will be whether or not the offense does make the mistakes that they once made, right? The the overall sample size for this team is still at 80 to 90% of the season. They were committing turnovers. There were drops all over the place. And this past week, it was the first game all year. They didn't have a single drop. And so, you know, that would be still part of the concern. Do all of a sudden, did the drop start up? Do they, do they turn the ball over? Um, but if they're not doing that, and like I said, if they get a lead, I don't know how San Francisco can afford to start the first half the way they have in their first two playoff games. I mean, certainly you can't be down 17, but even against Green Bay with the way they started. I mean, if that happens against the Chiefs, then the game will be over before halftime. Alex, the the predominant narrative going into this game is you you just can't fade Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, which I totally understand why. I believe he's 10-1-1 against the number, which is insane. That said, the Niners are the favorites here. So as someone who knows the Chiefs very well, what is the case for the Niners winning this game? Because it's certainly not an afterthought that they're going to lose, even though I like the Chiefs as well. Right. No, I think this, this is a chance to be a fantastic game. We know these two teams played back in the 2019-2020 season. Some familiar faces. The quarterback is the biggest change. No Jimmy Garoppolo. In comes Brock Purdy. And to his credit, he's made plays when it's counted most. But I, I know, you know, on the on the Chiefs end looking at that, it's two weeks for Steve Spagnuolo, who's been the best defensive coordinator in football this year, to come up with something to to, you know, squash some of the success that 
uh, Brock Purdy has had. I mean, he's been able to shut down Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen. They've been able to contain him. And over the years, going way back, he actually performed very well against Tom Brady. So I think it is going to be a challenge for Brock Purdy. The key for the 49ers to me is how much are they able to have Christian McCaffrey do whatever he wants in this football game? You know, Kansas City played the Niners uh, in McCaffrey's first game with San Francisco, but that was when he was still easing into the system. They caught a break. They really haven't played full go Christian McCaffrey. And so I, I find it hard to believe that the Niners win unless Christian McCaffrey has 100-plus yards from scrimmage easily and a touchdown or two. And so can Kansas City limit him at all? I think that is the key for San Francisco because as good as Brandon Ayuk is, the Chiefs have done a great job against number one wide receivers. We've talked about that multiple times. I've been on with you guys, you know, whether it was Diggs or Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, whoever, A.J. Brown, they have shut those guys down. So is it Debo? Is it Christian McCaffrey? I think Christian McCaffrey is is going to be, you know, other than Patrick Mahomes, is, is the best player on the field. And that is going to be the key for San Francisco. If he does not have a big game, I don't know if the Niners have a shot to win this thing. He is the host of Coldy and Gold and that betting show on 16 Sports Radio in Kansas City, also host of What's at Stake on the Chiefs Radio Network, and he provides great insight when it comes to all things Kansas City. It is Alex Gold. Alex, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Man, the more I hear about the Chiefs, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to fade Kansas City. It's so. Is it strange to you that the Niners are favorites in this game? No, because they have been the better team for the entirety of the season. And I'm sure all the metrics, which go heavily, I think, into the numbers, Mm -hmm. would suggest that the Niners are the better team. So I'm not shocked. It's also a short spread. Like, do we think the spread matters here? Like two points? Maybe. Probably not. I mean, maybe it's and it's it's kind of a nowhere number, right? Kind of a dead number. Mm -hmm. I think if if you just pick a side and just either lay a little juice or get yourself some plus money. Coming up next here on the show, let's help Friday get here faster by winning some money, shall we? Best bets coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL. It is presented by BetMGM. Stay right Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Thursday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. We got best bets coming your way in just a bit. I got to give you full credit, Chelsea, because you are powering through this week. You struggled early in the week. You had pink eye, but you're still not feeling well. During the breaks here, I see you coughing a little bit. How are you doing it? You're carrying us. You're inspiring us here with playing through this sickness of yours. Well, you can't complain about NBA players not playing games because of a boo-boo or a runny nose. And then I can't go on my own and do the same thing. So, like, I'm playing through it. I am a professional. I can drink some tea. I've got my village of Kleenexes next to me. Is there anything messier than, like, your nightstand when you're sick? Because I was looking over this morning. I was like, oh, my God, it's a war zone over there. You've got your Kleenexes. 
that are half of them are used and disgusting. You've got like three cups of water. You've got your cough drops. You've got maybe your Vicks Vapo Rub. You've got your medicine. Uh, let me tell you, my bedroom and my nightstand looks terrible right now. God, that sounds like a hospice. Although Vicks Vapo Rub is a classic. Do you still cool. use that? It sounds like you yeah, do. I do. That's like just rub it on your chest. Oh, man. That's all. Oh, it is the best. That's old school right there. I might do that today just for fun. I'm not even sick. It's been a while since I've tried that. I feel like I have seen articles saying Vig's VapoRub has no proof that it actually works. And I'm like, you're telling me my mom was wrong in saying that this mm -hmm. will clear your nose up because you can feel it. You put it under your nose and then you can breathe. This is one mm -hmm. of those things kind of like ginger ale in your stomach that for years, everybody's grandma's like, here, take this ginger ale. It'll settle, settle your stomach. And we're like, okay. And then they have some article. They're like, your grandma was wrong. I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm still going to drink ginger ale if my tummy hurts because my grandma said so. And I think it helps. Also, that's part of it too, right? It's sort of the, like the mental aspect of it. Like mm -hmm. whether you have some sort of scientific research, okay, but you're not hurting anyone. You're not spreading false information. But if it works for you, it works for you. I had to do this one time when I was in high school and I had to, I was a trainer for the football team and we ran out of icy hot. There was a guy who was struggling with a bad back. What did he play? What did Kobe play? I think he played center. So he was a lineman and he, he usually got icy hot on his back, his lower back before every game. We were on the road and we were out. Like we were packing all the materials, like we just didn't, we just didn't have it. And so he comes over and he's like, all right, guys, hook me up. And we're like, what are we going to do? So we thought, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll, we'll just rub something on his back that won't hurt him, but he'll think it's going to work. He won't know what it is and he'll feel better. So we found like a rash cream. Well, he's not going to hurt a skin. Right? He doesn't have a rash. We'll do this instead. Sure enough, put it on there. He was good to go. Never knew the difference. Not saying he didn't have a bad back, but he thought he was getting help. So mentally, it worked. Yeah, it's like the plot of Space Jam. Michael's <laughs> secret stuff. It did the job but, because yeah. that's half the battle sometimes. Obviously, if you have a broken leg, like, you know, you're not going to rub some icy hot on it. Like, yeah, it's going to feel better. It's like when they say laughter is the best medicine. Not always. Like certain no. injuries, I don't think laughter is going to help. But, you know, in the small ailments, I do think maybe it can help a little bit. What was that show? Oh, my, I don't think it lasted long. Is it still on? The reason why I say this, when you're talking about the best medicine, and I cackled out loud watching this promo for this show. I think it was on NBC. God, I need to think of the name of it. It's in the past couple of years, and it was about a doctor who has a different way of doing things right? Oh, He's no. not your average doctor. Oh, yeah. And so he sits down next to a new patient that I believe Amsterdam. Is that right? I think that may be right, Double D. And he sits down next to a patient who I believe was homeless or who didn't have a place to stay. And so the doctor goes over to this patient in the hospital and the patient says something to the effect of, well, how am I going to get through this, doc? You know, what, what can I do? What, 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 what can you give me? 
And the doctor pulls out a small set of keys and goes, how about a new home? And I was like, what? This doctor just gave this patient a brand new home, walked in the hospital. <laughs> I could use a new condo. <laughs> Double D says it's a great show. But if a doctor ever walks in and says, you're not feeling well, here's a brand new house, then that is a, that is a doctor I'm sticking with for life. Uh, those network shows that have like oh. the key moments where you just cringe. You're like, oh my God, who watches mm-hmm. this? Who thinks this is good? But they all Double have D. them. Like, I think the only one that doesn't have them is probably Law and Order. Like, and even Law and Order has some like cringy moments where oh, they're yeah. like explaining to somebody who is like clearly a pedophile or something. They're like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this right. And it's like, well, obviously, <laughs> like they just state the obvious over and over again. Well, oh, every now and then Law and Order will drop some like vernacular that would never go today. That would never pass. Like they'll drop. I'm, I'm not. I'm telling you, you'll be. You'll spin your head around. Like they do. Like their puns. Yes. Oh, they do. And also, this is some of this is 15, 20 years ago. So what was acceptable back then is not acceptable now. But yeah, you hear that from time to time. I just, I just want to see an episode where a doctor hands a car or a house to someone who's sick. That would bring it all together. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, the entire crew is going to get you ready for Super Bowl 58 as we sit a little less than a week away. Hard to believe. If you missed our conversation with Cam Rogers from Stadium and what he expects to happen this weekend at Pebble Beach, it is easy to download and subscribe to the Daily Tip. Just look for our show wherever you get your pods. All right. Let's win the people some money. Time to place your bets. Chelsea. I need a winner, and if you don't win, we'll find a doctor to give you something. Yeah, give me a car or a house, or how about mm-hmm. a winner in my best bet tonight? I'm going to be on Moorhead State laying three and a half. This three and a half is still available. Uh, normally, I'm not a huge fan of taking road favorites, but in this case, I think it warrants it, and also this line is moving quickly, so I'm not turning down a good deal. On a Moorhead State team that's been one of the best covering teams in all of basketball. A blistering 13 and 4 against the spread this year, including 12 and 1 against the number in their last 13 games. This has been a spot where Moorhead State has been great. 9 and 1 overall as favorites. And also, they've covered on the road 7 and 4 against the spread away. They're playing Tennessee State tonight, a team that they've already beaten by 10 this season just a few weeks ago. That was at Moorhead State. But still, I feel pretty confident that Moorhead State can take it to them again because a lot of their factors seem very repeatable. It's a team that's good at rebounding, top 50 in the nation in offensive rebounding, and top 30 in the nation in two-point percentage. So they're taking a lot of shots in the paint, and it feels like a repeatable style of basketball. The defense also travels, and that's pretty solid as well. Top 40 in the nation and limiting opponents to just 46% on two-point shots. So let's go with Moorhead State tonight, laying the three-and-a-half on the road at TSU. All right, once again, you're all over the mid-majors. I'm going back to the association. Cavaliers. At the Grizzlies, under 218 at minus 118. I get these numbers early in the morning, and then three hours later, I get a worse number, so that's why I'm doing this. Back into the back-to-back for the Cavaliers. They're going to be on tired legs. And I mentioned before, the Grizz, we know they're terrible on offense because Jaws out for the season. But the key here is defensive play on both sides, right? 
Cavaliers, third overall in points allowed. Grizz, they rank in the top 15. They've been better over the past week. Regardless, Memphis is the second best under team in the NBA. We're going under 219 tonight in Memphis. Ooh, I like it, especially since it's 215 and a half at BetMGM right now. Oh so my God. that's one of those numbers that you really need to look around for and always get the best number because it can be the difference between a win and a loss. All right, let's get to the eight ball. We're running out of time. Here it is. The sounder for the magic eight ball. Maybe not. It is a sounder. Not sure if it's the right one, but we'll go with it. All right, eight ball. What do we think of the plays today? Morehead state minus three and a half at TSU. Eight ball says cannot predict now. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Yes, definitely. Okay. One for one. Let's make it two for two. Let's take the under 218 in the Grizzlies and the Cavs. Eight ball, do we like it? Yes. Short, sweet, and to the point. We like it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Chelsea. To check out every show on the BetQL network, twitch.tv slash BetQL. No dogster today, but a couple of BetQL five-star best bets for you. Portland money line minus 140 at Pacific. Drexel Monmouth under 138 and a hook. Let's bring in our good friend Chris Mack from BetQL Daily. Chris, I haven't asked you about this, my friend. And I are you as bummed as I am that Aaron did not get that t- tattoo she was talking about? Because my God, had the it's Lions disappointing. Won, this would have been yeah. I, it's really disappointing. I mean, not Aaron specifically, even just anytime you have an opportunity to put Dan Campbell's face on somebody's rear end, you're disappointed yes. that you fall short of that goal. <laughs> It's a worthy endeavor. It is. Okay. So early lanes on the Super Bowl. Everybody has been asking me about this because obviously we work in sports betting. But this is a tough one to predict. Do you have an early lean here on Chiefs Niners? Yeah, my early lean is Chiefs. Uh, I just I can't bet against the Mahomes Chiefs mystique thing anymore. They've... San Francisco struggled in spots where they shouldn't struggle. I know they won both of these games, obviously, but like, eh, I don't know. There's a weakness there, and I have a feeling Andy Reid's going to find it. So, yeah, I am leaning on uh, Chiefs. In fact, what, what was the early line? Was it two, two and a half? No, I think I got it at when it opened at three. So, um, oh, ugh. yeah. So, feeling good about that. Give me Chiefs and points in a Super Bowl? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, let's do that. Also, we got to convince Aaron, like, if the Niners win, then she gets, like, a prospector on her butt or something. I think we can work that out. Chris, we appreciate it. Have a great show. We'll see you guys. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip of BQL presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Hope you go out and have a fantastic Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.